It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 15th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic officially win the trade with the Chicago Bulls. Oh, wait, no, that, I read that wrong. It says they won a game against the Chicago Bulls. My, my bad, my mistake. I will recap the Magic's win over the Bulls, a much-needed win, a win that James Ennis said was a long, was a long time coming. Um, we'll talk about why the Magic were able to win that game, what it means moving forward, and more about Wendell Carter, the player the Magic got in that trade and the impact he has made on the team. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. They're searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Want the lowdown on the Chicago Bulls following their loss, a very disappointing loss in their eyes. Check out our pals at Locked On Bulls. Want to look ahead to Friday's game against the Toronto Tampa Raptors. Check out our good friends at Locked On Raptors. They're taking very good care of Ken Birch. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search Ravy Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today, this episode is also brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me today at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. You could tell before the game that, that this one had a little bit more of an edge and buzz to it. Um, you know, whenever you're playing a team, you know, there are certain games that just have a different energy. You know, when the Lakers, when the Lakers or LeBron come to town, when the Nets come to town, when, you know, those big all-star teams come to town, the building buzzes a little bit differently. Um, and, and as much as players, you know, probably, you know, want to keep up the, the face that, yes, we, you know, don't get up for certain teams or every game's the same. Come on, guys. We know you get up for these games. We know that certain games mean a little bit more, that certain games have just a little bit of an edge to them that makes them just a little bit more special. That is, to me, very clearly what was going on in this game against the Chicago Bulls. The Orlando Magic playing the first game against Nikola Vucevic since the trades took place back in March. And oh yeah, everybody who had their eyes on this one. Nikola Vucevic saying before the game, you know, there might be a little bit of trash talk. It'll be a little weird, but there might be a little bit of trash talk. And certainly, Wendell Carter wanting to make a statement. But the bottom line, too, is the Bulls are in the middle of a big playoff push. They're trying to make the most of the talent that they've clearly collected. And the Magic are just trying to find themselves. So if the Magic needed just that little bit to get over the, get over the hump, and get over, um, get over the hill against a team like the Bulls, a team that's had its struggles like the Bulls, then by all means, take it. Take whatever you can get. Take whatever energy you need because 
that was the key to the game. You go back and look at the games that the Magic have been competitive in against the Lakers, against the, the Clippers, against the uh, Pelicans, against the Nuggets. Those four games specifically, it was all about energy, specifically defensive energy. The ability to kind of get into guys, be a little bit more physical than them, to be first to the ball, to out-hustle everyone. We tried to compare this team to heart and a hustle from the 1999-2000 season because, this, A, this team has a huge talent deficit, but B, because that's how we want our teams to play. We still love that hard and hustle team, a 41 and 41 team that missed the playoffs by two games or by, it was, they got eliminated on the penultimate game of the season. We still love that team because they played their butts off. And that's what we want to see every time our team takes the floor. That stuff is so important, it's so big to the identity of a team, the identity of a franchise, and the identity that we want to see shape this group. The Magic, when they've been successful since the trade deadline, play that way. And that that is, that's really, you could tell from the very beginning of the game, that's how the Magic were going to play. They were into the ball defensively. They were deflecting passes. They, they might have been late on a few rotations, but they were busting their butts to recover. You still saw plenty of defensive rotation mistakes. It's, it's not that the Magic are perfect, but they were more organized. They were more intense. They were more focused and honed in on the game plan. Yeah, you know, a, a different starting lineup with Gary Harris re-entering the starting lineup for Dwayne Bacon certainly helped a little bit. And, and, and a lot of guys played well. I mean, again, so much of what the Magic are trying to do right now comes down to just very, very simple things. Can the Magic make shots? That's not a given with this team. Are the Magic getting good games from several players? It takes the margin for error. I talk about I've talked about this a lot throughout the course of the course of the last few years. The margin for error is small. It's even smaller after the trade deadline. To win games, the Magic have to have a lot of players play well. A lot of players played well, but it wasn't just that they all played well individually. They played well as a group, and that's something that's been lacking during this six-game losing streak especially during the four games the Magic lost at the Amway Center over the last few, over the last week. Um, the Magic, the Magic needed this. Um, they needed this sh- the shot of confidence. They needed this uh, boost. Um, they needed to see exactly how they need to play. Look, the Bulls gave them the blitz. Nikola Vucevic destroyed the Magic offensively. Um, the Magic, you know, because they're trying to blitz screens a lot more and be a little bit more physical... They left Nikola Vucevic open from three plenty of times, and he made them pay. Um, you know, he made them pay. He hit he hit his threes at, at a level that the Magic are certainly accustomed to seeing, but uh, but even at a level beyond that, uh, and that kept Chicago in the game. But the Magic came out after losing a lead and going into the locker room only up two, and blew the doors open, opening up as much of a as a twenty two point lead. Again, they were first to the ball on seemingly every play. They were able to get in the paint. They were able to kick out, and they were able to hit shots, and that adds to so much of the team's confidence. Chicago, they're still figuring themselves out after the trade two, and that much is a pair, is abundantly obvious. As you know, while Nikola Vucevic and Zach Levine both had very very good games, and I'll get to Levine here in a second. Um, no one else is really sure where they're supposed to be or, or or can be as effective. I mean, I know I noted it on the pod yesterday that you know. Levine and Vucevic are probably going to get theirs. It's everyone else that determines whether the Bulls are able to win or not. And 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 really, the Bulls struggled to get much of anything from anyone else. Only one other player in double figures was Daniel Theis. 
with 16 points. Uh, and he was very, very good in Magic. Again, still as good as well as Wendell Carter is playing. I'll get to him uh, later on in the show. Um, Magic's still struggling a bit on the defensive glass, and, and, and Tice is the kind of player that I thought would give the Magic some problems, especially when I thought that Mobamba was going to be playing. We'll get to some of those performances coming up here in a little bit. But Orlando has balanced scoring, and they have guys who are determined and want to win. And apparently, they all they after the after the homestand, they they talked about what they need to do to win and, and how they need to refocus themselves. And you know how you know it's this is obviously difficult. And these are NBA players, are prideful players, and they found a way to eke out the win. Um, the Magic again opened as much as a twenty-two point lead in the third quarter. That's when Zach Levine got cooking, and Zach Levine, you know, very much like the game in February against Chicago that the Magic won. Levine had a humongous fourth quarter, nearly brought the Bulls all the way back in the game. I think they got within six, um, five or six points, or it got very, very close um, before the Magic were able to pull away. Um, the Magic turning to Michael Carter-Williams and their veterans to make sure that they got the win. I know some fans may dislike that, but I think that that's, that's exactly what the coach should do. You know, Cole Anthony was struggling defensively against Zach Levine. The Magic needed uh, that that little boost that Carter Williams gave, and he made some huge plays. As, as Wendell Carter would say after the game, this league is all about making big shots, and the Magic made big shots down the stretch. They made big plays down the stretch, and that's ultimately going to help everyone involved. As I say all the time, we know this team is probably not going to win a lot of games the rest of the season, but when you have the chance to win, you need to win. When you're up 22, you need to finish that game. So it was good to see the Magic finish that game. The Orlando Magic defeat the Chicago Bulls 115-106. to to break their six-game losing streak, beat the Chicago Bulls, and win the trade. Oh, maybe maybe not that far. We'll go through the box score and talk a little bit more about Wendell Carter and how he's been playing for the Orlando Magic and why this game was a perfect representation of what he can bring the team. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a word from our pals at rockauto.com. Here in Florida, here in Orlando specifically, it is tough to get around without your car. That's the way this, this city is made up. Your car is your life. Getting you from work, getting to play, getting you to the Amway Center, getting to you to wherever you need to go. Well, if you're someone that takes care of your car yourself, you need rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, application, or specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski 
updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Let's, uh, let's run through the final box score for you real fast. A lot of really strong performances to go over for the Orlando Magic. We're going to talk more specifically about Wendell Carter uh, later on in the show, but 19 points, 12 rebounds, 8 for 16 shooting for him, 5 offensive rebounds, 4 assists as well. A really aggressive, strong, physical game. This is exactly what you want to see from Wendell Carter. Like I said, we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about him coming up at the end of the show, so I will leave that till then, but... Carter playing exactly how the Magic want to pl- want him to play. Very fiery. I, 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 he said after the game he wasn't more hyped up because he was playing his former team, but he was more hyped up because he was playing his former team. Let's 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 be real. James Ennis, player of the game with 22 points, 8 for 12 shooting, 5 for 6 from beyond the arc. Um, Ennis was hitting his threes. He's quietly had a very good three-point shooting year. He's a plus 40% on three-pointers this year. Uh, and, and obviously for a team that doesn't have a lot of shooting, that is such a huge deal, such a big thing for the Orlando Magic. It's been a huge boost to the team. So Orlando getting everything it could ask for from a guy like James Ennis. So I think that's obviously a very, very good thing. Um, the Magic really just really can't ask for a whole lot more from him. Uh, you know, made his three-pointers, did a good job working off the dribble, solid job defensively, just a very solid James Ennis game, bound to have one of those at, at some point. Gary Harris also had a very nice game, 15 points, 5 for 10 shooting, 3 for 4 from beyond the arc, 6 assists for Gary Harris. Not only was he hitting his three-pointers and his shots, which is such a huge thing for him, but you saw how good he can be defensively. He still looks like a step slow, but he's still able to keep guys in front of him, still able to make plays defensively. What I didn't think, you know, what I'm going to be interested to watch develop is how good he is at driving into the lane and keeping his dribble alive while looking to pass. Um, you know, he's not necessarily an off-the-dribble scorer, uh, but he did a really good job attacking closeouts getting into the paint and keeping his dribble alive to just see what would happen. Um, you know, yes, yeah, sometimes there's some aimless dribbling going around, but typically like his drives were all aggressive, looking to get into the paint, cause the defense to collapse, uh, and then looking to kick out. So uh, I am I am interested to see if this is a development that we see further with Gary Harris, but this game really showed what Gary Harris is capable of. He helped get the team organized, um, was a great three-point shooter, great outside threat, you know, made great offensive plays and made solid defensive plays too. So I, I'm I'm super excited to, if this is the version of Gary Harris we're going to get this season. Michael Carter-Williams, 15 points, 6 for 12 shooting, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, a big steal. Um, and Michael Carter-Williams very well could not have finished this game. He really twisted his ankle up pretty badly. Um, it was not pretty to look at on screen. Um, you know, even Clifford said that he wasn't sure that he'd be able to continue after that moment, um, you know, he was definitely hobbled afterwards, but the training staff did a great job, you know, getting him back in the game. You know, MCW, I'm sure, was in a lot of pain. Uh, and he, honestly, he made the biggest play of the game. With the Magic up by uh, up by eight, six or eight points late in the fourth quarter, um, they trapped Zach Levine as he came around to screen. Wendell Carter, uh, and I think it was Gary Harris, um, co- converged on him, tried to force the ball out of his hands. Nikola Vucevic popped out to three-point line like he would, like he usually does. And Michael Carter-Williams read the play perfectly and shot in there and stole the ball for a dunk that, that really put the game out of reach. It was To me, that was the clinching, defining play of the game for the Orlando Magic. Just such a such a huge sequence there where it looked like the Bulls had an advantage, had all the momentum coming back in the game, and all of a sudden Carter-Williams just kind of snuffed it out. Um, really strong play from MCW. Uh, I, thought that his, I thought that he was fantastic throughout the course of the game. Um, and so obviously, uh, big kudos to him. Um, Terrence Ross with 11 points, 4 for 13 shooting, still trying to get his shot down. Um, you know, kind of had a, had a down game, but made enough shots to keep the defense honest. Cole Anthony, 10 points, 5 for 7 shooting, 
uh, five assists. Probably, honestly, uh, Steve Clifford said it, I think, after the game. His best game since he came back from injury. I would honestly agree with that. Um, Wasn't forcing shots or forcing plays. Did a good job getting into the paint and hitting. He can hit some tough shots in the paint. Um, You know, not really settling for things, not over-dribbling, just being very, very, you know, purposeful with his dribble uh, and doing a good job getting into lane. That's that's exactly what the Magic need to see from Cole Anthony. Uh, A really solid game and effort from him overall. The Magic shoot 49.4% from the floor overall, which is kind of surprising. Felt like they shot a lot better, especially considering they scored 116 points. 12 for 27 from beyond the arc. There's your big difference. Orlando hitting shots from the outside makes things so much easier. Um, this is just not a team that's going to make a, take and make a ton of threes. They did a good job there. 15 for 20 from the foul line, 13 offensive rebounds, just seven turnovers as the Magic do a good job protecting the ball and playing with a lot of purpose. The Bulls, on the other hand, they still shoot the ball 47.7%, 17 for 37 from beyond the arc. So the Magic defense was solid, but definitely had its weak spots, especially in the fourth quarter when Zach Levine got himself going. The Bulls, though, only shoot nine free throws. They're seven of nine from the foul line, only seven offensive rebounds, 12 turnovers. Those all hurt. The Bulls get great games from both Levine and Vucevic. Vucevic, the 29 points, 11 rebounds, 11 for 20 shooting, five for eight from beyond the arc. Zach Levine, 30 points, 11 for 22 shooting, 6 for 12 from beyond the arc, 7 assists. He took over the game in the fourth quarter, nearly brought the Bulls all the way back once again. But the Magic were able to lock him up defensively down the stretch and pull away in the end. Uh, Probably a fair result. The Magic had the big burst in the third quarter. It was like a 25-8 to run or something to take a 22-point lead. The Bulls answered back, could not get all the way back into the game, though, and the Magic were able to hold on for the win. The Orlando Magic defeat the Chicago Bulls 115-106. to Just a solid game overall from several players on the Orlando Magic. They're back, they're back in action Friday against, against the Toronto Raptors in Tampa. We'll talk a little bit more about Wendell Carter and what he gave the team coming up here in just a moment. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sports book experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of the post-March Madness world. Four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. It's been almost a month now since the Magic made the trade of Nikola Vucevic. And every so often, I, I do get a mention from a fan asking... Why did the Magic trade Nikola Vucevic? Um, why did we trade away a star player? Um, you know, why is it that the Magic always trade away their star players? Uh, and I usually tell these people, you know, you're right. 
you know, it, it's it's not an easy decision. It's not something I completely. It's not something that I completely agree with, although I do understand and 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 accept the logic and and don't think it's illogical. I don't think it was an easy decision at all to make this trade. And I usually come back with the response of like, well, the team's goal was ultimately to win a championship. And knowing that they were probably going to trade Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon soon after that, keeping Nikola Vucevic around would have cosmetically made the team better which, you know, I still think has some value personally, but I understand the, the prospect of it not. Uh, and they decided that this was probably the right deal and the right time to maximize Vucevic's value on the trade deadline and, and hit restart and give themselves a fresh chance and a fresh start to uh, take that championship path, um, both with the draft pick that they're going to have coming up and with the two draft picks the Bulls sent their way. Honestly, I, I think that the fact that the Bulls were willing to send two top four protected first to the Magic is what put them over the top and is what made that deal possible. Without the prospect of getting a top a second top 10 pick in this year's draft, as well as potentially, you know, who knows? And two years could be another lottery pick, could be another, like, just past the lottery pick. The, the potential to add that kind of talent um, and that kind of asset for future trades, to be perfectly honest, was probably as good as the Magic were going to get for Nikola Vucevic. But they also got something else in that trade. And I'm not talking about Otto Porter. Wendell Carter has had an up-and-down career to this point. Um, He has started for the Chicago Bulls, but has struggled to find his footing. Uh, A a slew of coaches have not been able to crack the nut that is Wendell Carter Jr. um, And have not been able to get the most out of him and, and have kind of jerked around his role. He's a quiet guy, you know, from what we've what we've seen so far. He's a quiet player who just wants to do the hard work and coaxing out aggression and coaxing out him searching for his own can be part of the challenge. And that perhaps is his greatest strength as someone who's a solid positional defender, good shot blocker, good screener. Um, he was someone that is truly about his team and his teammates. But that's also kind of his weakness. Because he doesn't demand the ball. It is easy to forget about him. And indeed, even in the 11 games since the Magic made the trades and the 10 games that Carter has played for the Magic, there have been times that he has been forgotten. And the Magic have had to make it a point to get him involved. And oftentimes, getting him involved, whether as a screener, as a roller, that's been what's made the difference for the Magic. Making them a more functional offensive team, as well as making them a better team overall, a more competitive team overall. When Carter is aggressive, when Carter is involved, the Magic play better. And that's on both ends of the floor. Like I said, as much as Carter will not admit it, he certainly played Wednesday's game with a bit more of an edge. He played Wednesday's game with a bit more fire. He wanted to go out there and prove something to someone, even if it was just to himself and to his teammates. The Magic have a lot of open possibilities with Wendell Carter. Um, He is known mostly for his defense, above all else. Able to get out on the perimeter and hedge on screens and trap a little bit more, something the Magic just simply could not do with Nikola Vucevic. Did in limited circumstances with Ken Birch. I mean, the Magic hedge screens and blitz screens a little bit on side pick and rolls when it was heading toward the sideline. But that's really about it. That's that's about as basic as pick and roll coverage can get, to be perfectly honest. Um, the Magic still do that, but the Magic now can mix up their coverages a little bit with Wendell Carter. And Wendell's a good enough shot blocker 
to be a little bit of a presence in the paint. Yes, Carter still has to improve his rebounding and his, his lack of size, despite his toughness, tends to push him out of position at times. But the Magic are getting a lot out of their new new toy, out of their new player, out of their new center. And just like when they acquired Nikola Vucevic, a little-used rookie out of the Philadelphia 76ers in the Dwight Howard trade, who developed and blossomed into an all-star, Wendell Carter, I'm not going to say he can be an all-star, but Wendell Carter has a chance to be a very, very good player. His teammates already know how valuable he is and how much better he can make this team. He is someone that is all about his team. That much is something that we have learned to this point already. What really struck me as I was listening to Wendell Carter's post-game press conference, which you can find on the Magic's PR Twitter account at, at Magic underscore PR, um, as well as on OrlandoMagic.com. I've also linked to it as well on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, Wendell Carter is still talking about winning, about how he wants to impact winning. And that was something that he felt like he wasn't doing in Chicago. In Chicago, coming off the bench, he wasn't he wasn't feeling that he was playing his best. I think he put it all on himself. I don't think he was saying anything about his role with the Bulls. But he didn't feel like he was impacting winning in a meaningful way. That's what he wants to do here in Orlando. He wants to be part of a team that's building up to be a winner, for sure. But wants to be part of a team that has winning as its focus. There are a lot of guys that are trying to win. And, and, and a lot of guys are, you know, obviously the talent deficit the Magic have are trying to find their way to stay competitive. And it's going to take a lot. But Wendell Carter is a big piece of this puzzle. Not just for this year, because this year results are important, but not the most important thing. He's important for this year and beyond to help this team get back on a winning track. The Magic have a lot more flexibility with his ability to step out and hit jumpers, although not a great three-point shooter yet, and his ability to crash the lane. The Magic, for the first time since Dwight Howard, have a real lob threat. Okay, maybe Dwayne Dedman was a real lob threat, but the Magic are trying to throw lobs and rim rolls, and they have someone who is just solid in every way. There's a reason why among the young players the Magic required, Carter has become the most favored, so to speak. Um, This is a guy that does everything the right way. Plays the way the coaching staff wants him to play. Is extremely coachable and and humble and hardworking and does a lot of things right. I'm not here to say that Wendell Carter is the future center for the Orlando Magic. I still have a lot of questions about him, especially the the rebounding thing is a big thing for me. Entering Wednesday's game, he was posting a, a rebound, a defensive rebound rate less than 20%, which is not good for a center. The Magic's rebounding has been a huge issue. That he was a fantastic, he did a fantastic job gutting out rebounds throughout the course of Wednesday's game. Wendell Carter is making his mark. The Magic, you know, when you trade away an all-star, when you trade away the best player in a trade, it is really hard to win the trade. And and honestly, winning and losing trades. We're not going to know that for a while, especially because two two players from that trade haven't been haven't even been selected yet. But Wendell Carter has certainly softened the blow, softened the blow significantly, because this is a young guy that is discovering his confidence and his aggression once again. And as he's proven in three wins for the Magic since the trade deadline, he can be pretty darn good 
when he has that working for him. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me again on Twitter at philiprr underscore Dean for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including later this afternoon a look at Cole Anthony. Uh, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. This afternoon, Thursday afternoon, April 15th, at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I'll be heading on to Locker Room, so be sure to follow me on Locker Room at P. Rossman Reich, P-R-O-S-S-M-A-N-R-E-I-C-H. It's my name without the hyphen. Um, check check us out at 5.30 to join the conversation. We'll talk all things Orlando Magic uh, and and figure out what's next for this team, as as we always do every week. So be sure to check that out. I'm always, I always look forward to those conversations. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, this has been Philip Ross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.